We're going to try to get started here this morning. So good seeing all of y'all uh, this morning and looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed Brother Robert's uh, uh, Sunday school class this morning. And uh, he's had, he had me off on a couple of um, rabbit trails studying on a couple of times. And so, uh, but it was very, very good this morning. And uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, was my wife's Sunday school, was it any good? Awesome. All right. Always good. All right. How about yours, Brother Jamie? Pretty well. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Brother Jamie, if you would, have your part. Okay, guys. One question. Everybody stand up. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? The one who has hands in your heart. Good job, Tracy. I'm going to start student today. Yeah. All right. Let's sing Jesus Love Me, all right? Be real loud. I don't want to be able to sing. Ready? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. the Lord. Amen. Well, we, uh, my wife and I took a few days off and we are back and we're so glad to be back and uh, good to be back with our family, our church family. And uh, we do appreciate all that y'all have done. Uh, the church looked really good and we do appreciate all the help there. We're going to come to you this morning for the morning uh, tithe and offering before we get started. I kind of like to get that over with a lot of times because that's just kind of, you know, not, not always the most spiritual part of it. But it is spiritual in this matter in that if you do pay tithe and offering, you're being spiritual. There are a lot of folks who don't even believe in that. We don't get into that part. But read your scriptures and the Lord uh, calls for it. And I appreciate him uh, for that. Before I became a preacher, Teresa and I always paid our tithe and offering. And I want to tell you something. We've, after 40 plus years, not a whole lot of plus, but just 40, 40 plus years of marriage, we've never gone hungry unless we were fasting. Okay? And the Lord always made a way for our essentials and even for our wants. Uh, I know the home folks, but we got some new folks now that hadn't heard my story, so y'all just have to be patient. But there was a time, Teresa and I lived up in Illinois, and uh, things were tight, very tight. And the telephone at that time was going to be cut off. And oh, Teresa was upset. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? How am I going to talk to mom? How am I going to check on people, huh? You know? I said, Teresa, what did they do before telephones were invented? 
I should have known that would be coming. We don't know how to do those, but anyway, you can you can write letters or send telegrams or whatever, you know. But we got to praying and praying, and so the uh, every day she'd say, "What are we going to do about the phone bill? What are we going to do about the phone bill?" And I said, "We're praying about it." And for whatever reason, during that particular time, Teresa and I were wanting the Lord to help us. And so uh, we just kept praying. And I remember the day I walked out of the off out of the house, heading toward work. And she said, what are we going to do? They're going to cut the phone off today. I said, we'll just have to keep praying, honey. We're asking the Lord to help us. We could have called mom or dad or, or the other in-laws you know, for help or could have called even some of y'all. But we, we were looking to the Lord. Yes. Teresa went out to the mailbox, pulled a letter out from her Uncle Bill that had been sent a week before we hadn't talked to him in months. And it was for more than enough to cover that telephone bill that day. And a, just a little bit extra. You can depend on God. He will deliver. And I appreciate the Lord so very much. So, uh, Brother Ron, if you would come receive our morning tithe and offering. Good morning. Sort of welcome all of my skin treatment and uh, thank you for enduring with me. Oh, yeah. Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for today. All that you do for us for the beautiful day you give us. We thank you, Lord, for the congregation. We thank you, Lord, for blessing me in your church. Lord, we ask you to bless your offering. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Teresa, be getting a song ready for us here. And, uh, you know, um, y'all going to have to work with me today. It's been two weeks. Two weeks since I preached. So, but we're looking to the Lord to help us this morning. And I believe that He will. All right. So I guess Teresa's calling the choir in. This morning, um, probably like some of you, well, I didn't do it this morning, but last night, been really keeping up with what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. The Lord's been really dealing with me to pray for them, praying for our people that I really don't know them, but praying for them. There's Christians in both areas. So we've been calling out our, our prayers, and, and one of the... Um, one of the, uh, just a little clip, you know, I was reading at the bottom and it said that these uh, basically preachers were praying for the Lord to return. And what if we did not know it? And now all the signs are pointing to it. What if it was today? The old timers, you know, would ask, are you ready? Are you ready? And you may say, well, I've got, I'm here, Martha, but do you have oil in your lamps? That's right. Yeah, oil in your lamps. You know, those, those young virgins, uh, they were some that tried to borrow oil from the others. And they said, no, 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 he might come. 
plugging their own hole. Yes. His hole becomes. And it's going to be like that in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Behold, he cometh. So we just that quick. And all across the country, the world, people are praying for the Lord to come. But you have to have oil in your lamp. You don't have to be ready. And your spirit will be quickened by his spirit. You'll know it. I want to be ready. Jeff, you got something to add? No. Here, you might as well hold the mic. I'm part of the choir. Oh, he's probably part of the choir. Okay, let's see if he knows this. He's talking about all. Oh. <laughs>
Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate the Lord. Appreciate the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. That is that Spirit of Christ. He is the Spirit of Christ. He was the one that was promised for the upper room. He is the one that will keep us and lead us and guide us into all truth. And we need the Holy Ghost. When people are saved, they receive a portion of the Holy Ghost. Okay? That's, that's truth. But there's a difference between a portion and being filled. Jesus wants us to go on and be filled with His Spirit. Amen? And there's, a, you know, um, there are times there are different alarms that go off when things are overflowing or filled or something like that. Well, you want to know what the sign is when you are filled with the Holy Ghost? Right. It is the evidence of speaking in an unknown right. tongue. Yeah. It is not something that can be taught. Right. It is not something that you can earn. It is not something that can be made to come forth. Amen. It only comes from the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you got to be saved and in love with Jesus to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It should be the goal of every Christian. Amen. And the desire of every Christian to be filled with His Spirit. And I can tell you something else. You cannot hold on to the world and on to Jesus and expect to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to let go of the world. Amen. Oh, but I I can't. I mean, I'm addicted or whatever. A lot of times, it has to do with us letting it go. Amen. Let it go. Hold on to the Lord and let go of the world. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with us here this morning to uh, the book of Luke. Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. And we'll start in verse 29. Luke 21 and verse 29. Everyone, when you have it, if you would stand with us. As we read our text this morning, Luke 21 and starting in verse 9. And he spake to them a parable Behold the fig tree and all the trees. And when they now shoot forth, ye see. And know of yourselves that summer is now nigh at hand. Nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. 
Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with superfluity and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. And we thank You, Lord, for Your soon return. We're praying, Lord, would You have Your way in this service. Lord, help these feeble lips of clay to speak forth Your Word. And Lord, we pray that You would bring the unction and the ability to talk to the hearts and the lives of each one here this morning. Help us, Lord, to draw close to You to know You, to feel Your Spirit, and to hear Your voice. Come by. Move for us here, we pray. In Your blessed, holy, righteous, and wonderful name, that name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> this morning, I really want to focus in on uh, <coughs> verse 39 to start off with where it says, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with super, uh, surfeity and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. Unawares. That's the title of my message here this morning. Unawares. Huh? Unawares means unforeseen, unexpected, sudden. Unforeseen, unexpected, sudden. There are a lot of things in our life that come to us and uh, happen to us unawares. There's sickness. There's accidents, there's deaths, there's loss of relationships, there's loss of money, of jobs, changes in tax or tax laws, freedoms of life. There are so many types of uh, unaware things that catch our lives. You ever been caught unaware? Teresa and I were doing our favorite pastime together, <clears throat> and I decided to let her go in the store, and I stayed in the car. <clears throat> and I was resting my eyes, and suddenly I heard the trunk open, pop! And it shook me. She had come upon me unawares. You ever had something like that happen to you? I love children love to try to sneak up on you and say, boo! Huh? Unawares. But you see, there's things in our lives that come to us unawares. 
And sometimes the reason for them coming to us unawares, sometimes it's caused because we're not paying attention. Or we're not caring about our surroundings. You ever been so focused on yourself you didn't notice who was around you or the type of walkway you were walking? You were walking unawares. Uh, Sometimes it's uh, caused by not being interested in the things around you. Sometimes it's caused by deception. Sometimes it is caused by unqualified helpers or partners. And um, and sometimes it I got down here. Yeah, there we go. Not applying scriptures to today's events. Huh? <clears throat> I'm trying to weigh my words right here. There are people, and could be even some among us, that do not believe that we have to go by the Word of God anymore. And that many things in the Word of God are optional. And just because the Lord said, Thou shalt, doesn't necessarily mean we have to do that. Or if some things say, Thou shalt not, doesn't mean we have to not do those things. We do need to know the Word of God and rightly divide the Word of God. But I'm talking to you about unawares. What are the things that cause us to become unaware? Unaware of our surroundings. Uh, we, we need to recognize things. There are people who uh, become friends with others unawares. Unawares that those others are are living a life that's taking people far away. Amen. Unawares. I have another scripture to go with these here over in uh, Galatians 2 and 4. And it says, And that because of false brethren unawares brought in who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus that they might bring us into bondage. Brethren, false brethren that come in unawares. Folks, the Scripture does say for us to know them that labor among us. We are to know one another. And I didn't realize I was going to be doing this type. (laughs) I should have. There are times that y'all are pretty vague about what's going on in your life. Yeah. We're, we missed y'all Wednesday. Uh-huh. Yeah, we missed y'all too. Isn't that sweet? Huh? You say, Brother Jeff, why are you saying like that? You know, the Scriptures does say that we are to be an open book. Open and read of all men. We are to be truthful one to another. We are not to lie. We're not to hedge. Here in the South, we are pretty good about saying things without saying things. Huh? 
But we need to be direct in things that we say. We need to be willing to be known and to know. You understand what I'm saying? Am I making it clear or is it foggy? Huh? There are times that people come in the door of a church and become part of somebody, a group for the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. We need to make sure we're doing things for the right reason. I hope if you're here today, you've come so that you can draw closer to Christ. Huh? Well, Brother Jeff, this is a pretty negative so far message. I don't want you to be unawares. Okay? The person next to you may be your very bestest friend. Okay? But you're going to have to be careful and make sure that they are wanting Christ like you're wanting Christ. Do you want to live for Jesus? Do you want to do those things that are right for Jesus? So there are times, brother, people come in, false brethren unawares. In this particular case, in Galatians chapter 2 and 4, it is talking about uh, uh, Judahmites, people who are wanting to come in and bring Christians back into bondage. You can be a Christian. You can accept Jesus Christ your Lord and say, but you still got to go to the temple. You still got to make your sacrifices. You still got to do all those things that were under the old law. Huh? False brethren. I want to tell you something, folks. We got enough to do under what Christ has called us to do. He said, follow Him. And so we are to follow after Jesus. Here in this particular verse where it says false brethren unaware, it means introduced, brought in stealthily. And I've heard of different cases in the country of things going on like that. But I want to tell you, the Lord has given us the Holy Ghost. Huh? Have you met somebody and when you shook their hands or maybe even got close to them, you went, ooh. Don't just throw that aside. That could be the Holy Ghost speaking to you to be careful of one or another. Over in Jude, uh, verses 3, starting in verse 3, it said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation... It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. This word unawares here means to slip in secretly. 
to steal in. Be careful, folks. Be careful. I'm pleading with you. Be careful. We are going into the last days. We are in the last of the last days. And so uh, the Antichrist spirit is already out there. There was a, a man, you may have heard of him before. Uh, he was at one point a, a big minister amongst a lot of people in the country. His name was Rob Bell. And he wrote a book uh, basically talking about uh, love wins. That particular book, the title of it is right. Love wins. But words that he wrote in those books was not right. Because he eventually said every person ever born would be saved and that there was not a hell. These are lies. These are lies that are amongst us. Amen. Those people who teach those type of lies, they are detrimental unto us. And it even has a way of penetrating into our type churches. Huh? We don't believe in once saved, always saved. But there's a group that believe once sanctified, always sanctified. Or once baptized with the Holy Ghost, always baptized with the Holy Ghost. That is just as false as any of the others. The Holy Ghost is much like manna. You need to go seek for it every day. You need a refilling, a renewing, a rejoicing in the Lord every day. And so we must be careful about these men who creep in. And uh, I don't know, sometimes I don't even think they understand what spirit is influencing them. But we need to be aware. Hebrews 13 and 2. This is a different unawares. Brother Robert mentioned it this morning. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. So there are times God even sends people to us. We didn't notice them. We didn't notice what happened. We didn't know how they came or how they left. But they came among us unawares. Sometimes they could be those spiritual beings from heaven. But I'm going to tell you, there are times there are people that are in the flesh. But they are led by the Spirit of God. Angels, messengers, to bring you a word at just the right time in just the right place. You ever had somebody give you that word of encouragement right when you needed it? Amen. The Lord put it in that other person's heart to come and bring forth that word. You ever had sometimes you were playing with sin and had somewhat of a doubt what way to go? And a person came by and spoke exactly what you need right when you were worried about it? Huh? Angels unaware. And so here I've, uh, I've read to you several that were negative in ways. Don't be unawares. When you walk into a store, be aware. Be aware. We had a young woman one time 
And uh, I can't remember exactly where we were at. We were traveling somewhere and all. And whenever we got into um, uh, a particular town, we, it was hard for us to find a place to, to be able to uh, use the restrooms. And that other person happened to get there before us adults did. 16, 17 years old or something like that. And it was a... It was a terrible place. Now, I'm not scared of going to places like that. How about y'all? But I still don't want our young ladies to just go walking into that place. They bounced right out of that car, went right by a bunch of folks, looked like they were doing a drug deal, went right into the, to the restroom. Amen. And we're thinking, ah, I hope they don't do that all the time. Don't be unawares of what's around you. Don't be unawares of those who are around you. And in all honesty, that was a young lady amongst us. That's why I had that fear. But as a Christian, a mature Christian, we should be aware. I don't keep from going into those particular places. Because I don't know, Lord may have somebody for me to talk to. I'm not talking about going into a juke joint or a strip club or nothing like that. No. No. But I'm talking about going into places where it looks a little shady. But we must be careful. Don't go in unawares. Notice these things here about your heart. Superfluity is talking about, again, drinking or having a hangover or intoxication. And then it says drunkenness. That's also talking about uh, drunkenness. I'll be honest with you. Folks, the way for you not to ever have a problem with that is for you never to do it. And then it goes on and it says, and cares of this life. I want to tell you something. Whatever your problem is, the Lord can help you and it can be better tomorrow. When I was younger, when something terrible happened, Gotta do it, fix it right this moment. Huh? I found out a lot of times you don't have to. No. Just give it a little time. You ever notice? Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, you might be going into an emergency room, you feel like you're about to die, you know? And what happens? You gotta fill out the paperwork. <laughs> Huh? Just go sit over there, Mr. Butler, if you don't mind. The exception to that is a heart attack. But you're not supposed to lie. Okay? Not supposed to lie. <laughs> Be aware. Be aware. Don't let the cares of this life drag you down. Don't let... I, I too, like my wife, I've been praying and been concerned about Ukraine. But don't let the cares of something half a world away get you down. 
I'm not saying don't pray about it and don't be concerned about it, but we got a life right here. We got a witness right out those windows. We cannot walk through this life unawares. Unawares. I believe that if we ever had something like that in this country, the Lord will be under control of it. He'll control it. Likewise, I believe the Lord is controlling what's going on over there. Yes, he is. I know that may be hard for some of y'all to, to accept. But our, nothing happens without going first through the filter of the Lord. Uh, unawares. In our uh, first set of scriptures, forgive me, I feel, I feel off this morning, but I'm trying. But uh, in our first set of scriptures, the last verse there that we had there in Luke 21 and 36, it had a word there, watch. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. To watch. <laughs> that means be awake. It means mm, sleepless nights. It's talk, it can sometimes be talking about people who, are, who have insomnia. It means to be watchful about things. Amen. And it talks also about lying awake and thinking of things. There's a lot of times I do my best praying in the middle of the night for you guys. <clears throat> the Lord will wake me up. You'll be on my heart and I'll pray. We need to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch for our souls and how we can help others make heaven their home. We must watch. We must be aware. And a lot of times when God gives you a word about somebody else, uh, I don't like doing this that much, but talking about my wonderful life. For years as a man, I meet somebody and I, we would be, I'd be saying, well, let's do something together. Maybe in business or something. And my wife would say, I don't like them. I said, you got to love everybody. She said, well, that's not what I'm talking about. I said, something's not like that. And I would drill her. Well, do you know anything? No. <laughs> Did he say anything or do anything? To you? No. Well, why? I don't know. I know now it was the Holy Ghost. Amen. And there were times I'm the man. Huh? I got the Holy Ghost too. I'm not getting any caution signals. Come on, folks. You ever been there? So you know what Brother Jeff did? Stepped right on in. One too long later, I would I was stepping right on back out. Because <laughs> my wife was right and I was wrong. That's why we that's why I like love marriages. 
Okay? Once we learn our spouse, she adds to the marriage. And hopefully I add something to her. I'm not quite sure yet. But anyway. We need to watch. Be aware. And the Lord may tell us something about somebody else. Huh? I'll just use our friend down here. Ooh, I see something. Just because you see something doesn't mean you go and tell others what right. you see. Right. You need to pray for that one. Huh? You pray for them. And if an opportunity happens and it manifests itself, you need to be there to try to help them. Lift them up. The Lord doesn't show us stuff like that about people for us to use it to destroy them, but to uh, heal them and bring help and encouragement to them. And so it is so important for us to be watching and praying, looking. Amen. Um, uh, Over in Mark 13, uh, 32 and 33, it said, But of that day, and, uh, and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Are you watching? On our particular trip, the clouds that we saw most of the time, we're just plain old boring fall type clouds. I did see some pretty clouds, but I was driving and wasn't able to take a picture of them. I love taking pictures of clouds, folks. Are you looking in the clouds? Jesus, when he ascended back to heaven, he was caught up in a cloud. Huh? And it says he'll come back. That's why me and some others in the church, we love to look at clouds. Is that the one? I'm watching. I'm waiting. Keeping myself prepared for that day when the Lord's going to return. Because you read in those uh, scriptures right there, no man knows it but the Father. And so we need to be ready. We need to be watching. We need to be making uh, uh, ourselves ready. Huh? Now, I don't know how y'all were when y'all got married. But uh, I went out and got a haircut the day before. Okay? Went and picked up my suit. My my tux, actually. And uh, I got everything, but I did forget my socks. I had to cut off. I had to cut off my athletic socks. Take cut the uh, cut the band off of it. But other than that, I had gotten everything ready. It was a big day. It didn't just happen that day. We had been working on it for a couple of months, huh? The wedding of me and Teresa. You have to understand, you are preparing for a wedding. Yeah. Right. Right. 
And so we are to be looking at our garments. We are to be looking at our lives. We need to be saying, Lord, do you like this? Lord, does this fit all right? Huh? Come on. I'm talking to the men and the women. Huh? Are you pleased with my life? Are you pleased with my speech? I don't know about you, but when I uh, went to get married to her, it wasn't like, I want you, babe, and you're going to marry me just the way I am. <laughs> he didn't work that way. <laughs> I had to be prepared. I had to watch. Huh? You know what? A lot of times, I just want to give you some hint, guys. Sometimes you can ask a woman, you like this? And they look and say, mm, that's okay. <laughs> that's a no. That's a no. But if you say, do you like this? And they turn around and their eyes get bright. That's a yes. Okay. I'm talking about being aware. I'm talking about watching. Being observant of those things that are around you. I know I've said it a few times and I feel like I'm rambling right now, but we are not just a physical person. We are a spiritual being. Amen. So we not only look with our eyes of sight, but we look with our spirit. Amen. And sometimes it's not necessarily looking with our spirit, but it is feeling with our spirit. Amen. And when your spirit has the Holy Ghost in him and it's mixed, those feelings will tell you so much more than just regular listening and looking. I love it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not Jesus, but Jesus when he would, it said, and he would, he knew their thoughts. Yeah. There are a few times I can look out here and tell, you know, what's going on, huh? You know what this thing is here? What's this? Are too sharp. <laughs> this is a mirror of your soul. That's right. Huh? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Trace, I'm using you a lot. <laughs> How are you feeling, honey? I'm feeling great. <laughs> no, she don't feel great. Huh? It does. It says a lot. We need to be aware. When you come up to somebody and they're telling you a dirty joke, and then you invite them to church and say, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, praise the Lord. You know that's not real. You know that's a lie. That's a lie. Amen. We need to be aware.
We need to be aware. Just a couple more scriptures. Teresa, come on. If you would, have us a song. 1 John 4 and 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Matthew 7 and 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth... Neither, I'm sorry. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good man cannot bring forth evil... I'm sorry. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth uh, good fruit, bringeth not forth good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Romans 16, 18, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the heart of the simple. Then 2 Peter, Beware of uh, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who pro- privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, their ungodly, lustful ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Through And through covetousness shall they with vain words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Unawares. How can you become aware? How can you wake it up, wake up that spiritual man? You can't do it outside of God. There are many who follow after uh, witchcraft and other things like that. But the only true way to wake up yourself up unto the Spirit of God is through Jesus. How do we do that? We first, we have to come to Jesus. Repent of our sins. Confess our faults. 
be baptized. These are things that we're to do if we're going to be a Christian. And once you become a Christian, even though you're back, you can be baptized with the Holy Ghost, but through the cares of this life, you can become unawares again. I love Sister People. She used to say about her children, she'd tell us, oh, our, my children drag me down. And then finally she said, I, I have to wear them like a loose garment. That's how we have to live in this world. The only thing we hold on to is our relationship with Jesus. We've got to have it. It's got to be personal. You've got to know Him yourself. Let's stand all across the house. I want to ask this morning, It's not a funny question. Where are you at? Where are you at? Are you on God's side? Or are you on Satan's side? Or are you trying to live just kind of down the middle? Don't become unawares. Don't try to live with one foot in the world and one foot in heaven because I can tell you, you will not make it. Heads bowed and eyes closed. <clears throat> Who here realizes that you've been unawares? Unaware of where you're at and that you need the Lord. You need the Lord to save you. And to wake up that Spirit, that Holy Spirit, so that you can walk aware. Aware. First things first, who in here needs to be saved? Want to raise your hand? We'll pray for you. Oh, I hope that's right. I hope that's right. Who in here needs to become more aware of what is holy and what is unholy? The old timers would call it praying through the sanctification. Do you want to know? Or do you want to try to use the excuse, well, brother, Jeff never preached about that, or I never heard that before. When you come before God, I want to tell you something that's like that word. Or maybe you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let's come, let's gather around this altar and let's pray.